You're listening to Effortless Parenting with Monica LaPerinassar, your ultimate lifeline to simplifying your parenting so that you can live effortless. Now, I know you're thinking it may not be possible, but I'm going to show you how in each and every episode because you will walk away with actionable implementation to really unlock that mystery behind making your everyday life as a parent feel lighter, more intuitive, and less all-consuming. So if you're ready to ditch that overwhelm, the guesswork, and the stress that comes with parenting the next generation, then you've come to the right place because this podcast is going to share everything that you need to know about how to live effortlessly as a parent right from the start. Welcome to episode 33, part two of Reframing Anxiety. I'm your host, Monica Lepernasar. So nice to see you. Uh, so nice to be having these weekly conversations with you, Mama. And I truly hope you are um, enjoying this content in this podcast. It really is designed to advocate for you in real time to really help you leverage your motherhood to become your ultimate catalyst, right? For all things um your health, your fulfillment, your happiness, your personal fulfillment. Um, I think I said that already, but it's so, so important. I think a lot of times as mamas, we tend to just put our energy and our focus and our attention on our external environment, everybody else, and we don't make the time to look inward. And today we're gonna be actually walking through three different strategies and tools Um, techniques, tips, whatever you want to call it, to really help you in those moments where you're highly in that anxious mode or you're in that cycle where you're in that constant overthinking or in worry mode, um, all of those things, because it often tells you when you are engaging in those feelings and those emotions, it just means you are in the future, right? Which is how as moms, we survive, right? We're always thinking about worst case scenarios. We are anticipating needs. We are thinking for our kids. We are making sure everybody has what they need that we often can tune out to our own, um, what we need. And more importantly, staying present, staying in the moment, right? That's why it feels so hard, I think, especially as moms, for us to stay in the moment because so much, whether it's self-imposed or whether the entire family relies on you to know where everything is, uh, what the schedule is, where everybody needs to go. And so I think it's truly, truly important for you to um, consider those things. Okay. Um, So with that said, um, today we're going to talk about strategies. And the first strategy that I would encourage you, if you are finding yourself constantly in that worry anxious mode, is for you to um, really just lean into a breath practice. Now, this for me has been a challenge. I'll be honest. It's not something that I intuitively or necessarily want to engage in, especially when I'm in that vicious cycle of overthinking or in worry mode, right? But it's so important, especially because this can also be a teaching moment for your kiddos as well. So I encourage you to incorporate some kind of breath practice when you're finding yourself in that cycle, a mental chatter of constantly thinking about the future, anticipating the next five steps, the next five minutes, the next five hours, years, whatever it is. This is a way to kind of shift your attention 
neurologically speaking, right? Our brain follows your thoughts, right? And your thoughts then create the feelings that you have. And those feelings then create the environment in which you uh, surround yourself with and the environment that uh, you experience. And so it's really important to know that it all starts with our thoughts, right? And the only way that we can turn off uh, that loop that we can unconsciously or subconsciously fall victim to, it's important for us to kind of hit that reset button or hit that pause button and redirect, shift your attention. And one simple way to do that is with a breath practice. Now, this can look different for everybody. And more importantly, there are a million different breathing techniques out there that truly can um, facilitate uh, you to quiet the brain, quiet your thoughts, and really kind of uh, regain your center, get some grounding, and more importantly, to really just shift your thoughts to the present, okay? And so doing a breath practice or just stopping to do some deep breaths is gonna be really, really powerful. Today I'm gonna to show you a, um, a technique that is called the butterfly uh, technique, and I have demoed this inside of my uh, Instagram uh, account at Effortless Parenting Expert. Um, and if you can't find it in my newsfeed, uh, make sure to just DM me and I can send you the link to the video um, showing you this. But I'm also filming this podcast episode because I do have plans on creating a video channel on YouTube with the podcast episodes, but I'm waiting to actually start to have quite a few of them so that I can import them all at one time. And um, in the few in the past, when I first started this episode, I really didn't do video. So this, um, I'm starting to really create uh, two ways of you to be able to consume this podcast. And sometimes people are visual and they want to see it on YouTube, or some people really love having air, you know, having an earpiece and listening to a podcast in while you're doing all the things, right? So giving my audience and you, audience, uh, some flexibility on how you consume this. Okay, back to the butterfly method. Okay, so this method is really, really powerful, especially with anxiety. And more importantly, it's a fun breathing technique because the kiddos actually can have a really good time. It's help. It helps you to self-regulate and it also helps you to just calm and quiet the brain and quiet the mind uh, by utilizing some tapping as well. So again, uh, I know if you're listening to this, you don't benefit of the visual, so I'll do my best to walk you through the steps. But in essence is you cross your arms um, in front of you and you have your each hand across your chest so that you are touching your arms, right? So you're almost making an X with your arms, with your hands resting on your shoulders, right? Almost kind of like giving yourself a hug. Now, this butterfly method is, the reason it's called that is because it kind of looks like you're mimicking the butterfly wings, right? So when you are taking deep breaths, and again, it's really important, a lot of us are chest upper breathers, right? Where we're not actually engaging our core, our diaphragm, our stomach, our belly. So we really wanna take deep breaths through the belly. So you're filling up the belly, kind of like a Buddha belly. You wanna fill up that, that belly and then you wanna exhale. Now you can exhale through your nose if that's comfortable for you, through your mouth. There really is no right or wrong. There are different neurological responses, but I won't get into that because this is not about uh, science today. It's more about practicality and mamas, this is so important, especially when you're finding yourself in these vicious repetitive cycles of, in thought patterns of anxiety, okay? So again, you wanna cross your arms almost like you're giving yourself a hug with your arms or your hands 
resting on your shoulders. And what you will do as you're engaging in a full deep breath, filling your belly up, you also want to tap your shoulders at the same time and you want to exhale. Now, when you are exhaling through your mouth, you want to almost look as though you are blowing through a straw, right? That's a really powerful way to exhale. Also, you can exhale nasally as well if that's better or available to you to breathe, filling in your belly and breathing out. Both are very cleansing. Both are also very um, self-regulating. And the tapping on your shoulders really helps to quiet the brain. It requires you to focus a little bit on having to take deep breaths while you are tapping your shoulders. This butterfly method also, as you can see in my arms in the video, um, it looks like a butterfly. So this is a beautiful, beautiful technique, especially with little ones. They're incurious because there is some movement there and it's a great tool for you to teach them when you find themselves also feeling anxious or uh, rambunctious, they, maybe they have a lot of energy and they need to just kind of chill out, right? Uh, this is a beautiful, beautiful technique and um, I incorporate it as much as possible. And oftentimes I'll just drop to the floor, hopefully if I'm not outside, <laughs> um, if I'm in, at home and I'm finding myself in these kind of like anxious loops, um, I'll go ahead and just drop to the ground and just take a few deep breaths, tapping my shoulders, and really just allowing myself to kind of come back to the present, come back to uh, gratitude, come back to self-love and compassion, and just reminding myself of how uh, fortunate I am to be where I am and looking for places and, you know, looking around at my place for things to be grateful for. That really, really helps. So it's kind of a combo here where you're stopping to incorporate some breath when you find yourself in these highly anxious modes or in these mental loops that you find it really difficult. And also this is, could be a really great technique before you even reach for a snack or coffee or whatever external coping mechanism you've incorporated it subconsciously, of course. Like sometimes you don't even, you aren't even aware of it, right? You kind of defer to um, other external sources to help regulate the feeling that you have. And so coming back to the breath is really, really a powerful practice. And again, it's a great thing to model to your little ones. Okay, now with the second um, technique with anxiety and anxiousness really has to do with our nutrition. Now, you may or may not know that I have a integrative nutrition background. It's something that I'm really, really passionate about because food truly is medicine and all of the cliches are really a thing where you are what you eat and you know what you put in is what you get out. And so it's really, really vital that we incorporate a healthy diet, um, a nutrition, whole food nutrition to help us feel more balanced and more centered and more grounded, okay? comes to nutrition and whole foods and what ingredients to incorporate in your daily life, I really do want to honor where you are in your nutrition journey. We all can find ourselves in different spots, so I don't want to be prescriptive, but what I will caution you is that if you don't have 
um, kind of like a yin-yang approach to your plate, to what shows up on your plate, it can create a lot of imbalances that lead you to feeling more anxious, that contribute more to uh, feeling or, you know, feeding that feeling, okay? So when I am, you know, perhaps in a very stressful situation or maybe I'm anticipating something to happen and, you know, I know for myself there's a couple of things that I incorporate, but nutrition is one of them. I make sure that I really have a beautiful breakfast, that it is nutrient dense, that it is full of protein, that you are having ingredients that are truly not going to spike up your blood sugar, that are not going to create any metabolic, you know, spikes or changes um, in the way that you physically feel because that can truly contribute to um, how you're feeling and it could actually accelerate or even get you into that you know anxious mode even more so so I really try to avoid spiking up my uh, my blood sugar so I try not to really incorporate a lot of sweets especially in the morning um, I really try to start my day with as much um, good fats and protein as possible so that I can feel satiated, I can feel grounded. And that also is this warming effect in our um, in our bodies so that we feel kind of nurtured and nourished. Um, it's so important because I know and I remember mamas when I had no clue on how to properly fuel my, my body, um, you know, I really felt like I was at a deficit. I really felt like it... Um, I was highly triggered, highly impatient when I wasn't really taking the time to be thoughtful about creating um, a healthy plate for myself by really putting some intention with the ingredients and the meals that I would eat. Instead, I would just, you know, defer to products, right? I was like, oh, I'll just eat a Cliff Bar or I'll just have a juice, you know, from a you know, a local juice spot. And again, I'm not here to say neither here or there. There is time and a place, but these are things that I would just defer to something external to really um, outsource my, my health. And, you know, as you already probably know, anything that's a product or anything that claims to be healthy, there's oftentimes things that are associated with making it healthy and more importantly, keeping it having a shelf life for lack of a better term. And so I think it's important to be really aware of the type of ingredients that you are putting into your body because they do have a cumulative impact, right? And so really trying to be intentional with your diet so that you are nourished, you know, that you're eating, you know, a good variety of foods, that it's not one leaning one way or the other. I always feel like drastics in our diet. And again, I'm using diet as like, what you eat every day, <laughs> not an actual diet, because we already know that does not work. And I'm not suggesting that that's going to help your anxiety. What I am suggesting is that if you have a more healthful plate and you are intentional with really having whole natural ingredients that show up on your plate, you will find that through time, it's going to help you feel more balanced, help you feel more satiated, and will help to create a strong foundation so that when you are engaging in any of these, um, you know, emotional or mental anxious, you know, um, cycles that you may find yourself in motherhood, this will help you because this is just one extra step to ensuring that you are really truly taking care of yourself. The last piece I'll note is of course water. I talk a lot about water 
seems really basic, but it's so um, jarring to me to see statistically how many of us are just naturally dehydrated. Um, it's just something that we aren't, uh, if you are not in the habit of drinking water all the time, it can feel like a chore, right? It can feel external. And so making sure that you are honoring your body with staying hydrated, avoid the feeling of thirst, because if you are ever thirsty, that just means you're dehydrated already, right? And so really making sure that you have your water game on point, uh, making sure that you're drinking at least eight ounces the moment you wake up. If you can add some lemon, great, but it's really a great way to get you back up to where you need to be because we all wake up dehydrated overnight. And it's really, really important for all of our cognitive function, right? Our neurological functions and our body as well for us to stay at a point where we are hydrated and we aren't um, at a deficit. That's really the net, um, the net takeaway from this step or this tip number two when it comes to really reframing anxiety is like when you find yourself in the future, which is again, just to be repetitive, is when you find yourself in those anxious worry modes, um, it's important to then kind of use a breath practice to bring you back to center, but also to then make sure that you are building that solid foundation that is your nutrition because it is so, so important. And we know this as moms because let's face it, we've done a lot of research probably to you know find out what foods our children's need at different developmental milestones. And so we know how powerful and how dramatic of an impact it can have when we are fueling our body accordingly, right? And we all know this, we've all experienced it when we perhaps go on vacation and we indulge in all the things and we come back and we're just feeling blah, right? We're feeling terrible. And so um, it's, and then we kind of go back into a detox or we go on a quote unquote diet or we do all of these things because we've indulged so much on the other side. And so it's, inc I encourage you to always really honor that 90%, 90% of your weekly, um, you know, quote unquote diet um, is really a healthful plate, right? Is really filled with healthy and whole food ingredients and really trying to limit any actual products because that can truly through cumulative right repetition can really have detrimental impact on your health and how you feel and it's really really just a beautiful habit to start building now and more importantly your kiddos will start to see like oh wow mom actually takes time to sit down eat a proper meal she's not eating over the cutting board she's not eating my scraps from my lunch plates you know it's important for us to really honor it so really start with that and if you have if this is such a big change for you i encourage you to start small and just pick one plate one actual meal a day that is really intentional. I think you will start to see a cumulative impact, especially when as it relates to anxiety or worriness, right? Because we're feeling kind of all the things. So it's important to make sure that your body is well taken care of, okay? All right, so the last and final tip in really reframing anxiety, right? Because we've talked about how this is just something that happens in motherhood, right? It happens in our parenting journey in that we feel like we have to be on all the time, that we have to know where everything is. And more importantly, that we have to um, be thinking ahead because no one else is gonna do it, right? Like it feels that way. And so I encourage you the second or the third and final tip is to really engage your partner, whoever you're co-parenting with. And if you are a single mom, first of all, virtual hug to you because you're amazing, you're awesome. 
Um, but whoever you are, you know, sharing any childcare duties or responsibilities in the home, it's important to really open yourself up to acknowledging like, hey, you know, I'm really working on managing and really reframing my anxiety. I find myself really feeling really anxious, right? And so really opening that conversation and having someone really hold you accountable when they maybe see you spiral into that uh, mode of like control or wanting to do all the things, right? Um, and, and really give you to, um, the awareness and perhaps even the nudge to be like, hey, you know what, you're doing that thing, like maybe like, you know, tap out for a couple of minutes so that you can regain your center, lean into a, you know, a breathing practice, or maybe it's a meditation audio, whatever it is to help reef shift your attention and your thoughts to the present and to this particular moment in time right now because that is really the major reset when it comes to anxiety and that's the biggest takeaway of all in this entire series mamas is that anxiety doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing right it doesn't have to be this dirty word it is natural to be in the future as moms because we are doing all of the things and we are ensuring that our children are safe that their needs are met and that everything kind of flows the way that it needs to but also what it's important to recognize when we are feeling these moments of anxiety is that it's an opportunity almost use it as like a warning system, like, oh, I'm feeling like super anxious right now. What can I do to come back to me? What can I do to come back to myself, to my self-care, to my self-love and compassion, right? Because when we are in, in that mode, oftentimes we're so outside of our being, meaning we're so in the doing, we're so in the external part of our role that we've lost touch with our essence, with our soul, with what we need. And that can be an easy thing to disregard when we have tantruming, you know, toddlers or we have this insane schedule of drop-offs and pickups with sports and all the things. So depending on where you are in your parenting journey, there's just so much ebbs and flows and unpredictability that happens in our role. And it's just such an easy thing to put to the side, to put yourself to the side, to say, oh, I'll just deal with it later right? And then time and time again, all you're doing is reinforcing this subconscious concept that you don't matter, that your feelings, your health, your matter, right? That your well-being is not important, that it's not a priority. This is why it's so vital that putting yourself first, mamas, is how we start to transform our motherhood, how we transform the parenting journey and the experience that our kiddos have and in really witnessing adults who are um, really intentional about how they care for themselves on the inside and out. And so I hope that you have enjoyed this two-part series of reframing anxiety, looking at it as an opportunity to, and an invitation to really come back to you, right? Come back to the self. And that, mamas, is really truly why I love having these weekly conversations with you and I truly enjoy even taking our conversations here on the podcast into the DMs at Effortless Parenting Expert 
I'm on Instagram for a reason. I just love it. I love that platform. I love being on that um, social uh, environment and more importantly, creating a mama tribe that is supportive, that is going to inspire you, but more importantly, give you the tools to actually take that inspiration into motivation and into action, right? Because action is what leads to the results and to the outcomes that we want in our life. And so it's important, mamas, to always remember that you're only as good as the being doing the doing. And what that really means is that you can't expect to have different results or outcomes in your life if you are still the same person on the inside, if you have not fundamentally looked at ways to better support yourself on the inside out. And our feelings and our emotions and what we're experiencing is not something to be ashamed of or to dismiss or to put it aside, but rather to see it as feedback, as feedback to how we can better support ourselves in, in ways in which we can start to look at our life and see, huh, what habits do I need to reinforce in my daily life to help support me in this greater vision of what I want for my personal happiness, for my personal fulfillment, so that I can make um, my motherhood not feel so external, right? And so polarizing to my own self-esteem and self-worth and confidence, right? That is always such a tug and pull when it comes to motherhood. I know that because that was me too. And it's amazing what could happen when you just singularly focus on your well-being, which I know feels uncomfortable as a mom, but I'm telling you that that is how we get through to the other side of having a thriving motherhood, of really you know, looking at our parenting role as not a burden, but an asset and a catalyst to becoming our best version of self. And what's even more beautiful is that your children get to be your mirrors. They get to hold that mirror up to you so that you can stay accountable, so that you can see how far you've come because they will start to reflect what you project, mama. Okay, until the next episode, I am so excited for what's to come on this podcast. So many different ideas that are coming through. And of course, I always encourage your feedback for not only topics that you'd like for me to discuss, but if you'd like to start to see experts in this podcast, I'm open to interviews. It's not something that I had thought about in the past, but I'm happy to bring in experts in different disciplines of the parenting experience so that you can have uh, all the tools that you may need to really thrive in your motherhood and in your parenting so that you can achieve, truly achieve effortless parenting. All right, till next time, take care.